I want to mention some of these other cuts on this one too. Uh, Let the Ozone Take Your Mind is a real mm -hmm. cool slower yeah, group, it is. Kind of punk uh, jam. Um, Coming After Your Love, mm -hmm. real fast, um, kind of Michael Jackson, lovely one-ish kind of jam. Ain't Got Far to Go. Um, yeah, we wrote, we, we wrote that. Uh, uh, I actually came up with those uh, chords. I was... Uh, I, like I, you know, I told you, we had to. I had to grow up and play piano. Um, I came up with those chords one day, and I was playing those chords, and I said, "Wow, this is a good song." Kind of reminded me of Earth, Wind, and Fire again. I'm back in the Earth, Wind, and Fire thing a, a little bit, right? And uh, and because I felt like it had an Earth, Wind, and Fire vibe, I said, "You know what? I want someone to write lyrics to this that I normally wouldn't even think about." writing a song with or you know and i was like i was kind of shy and i was a young one so i didn't i didn't approach too many people and stuff like that right but i found myself i said you know what i need somebody special to write this song and i went to sarita and i said sarita i have this song i wrote these chords and i don't know why but i feel like i've picked you to write i think you could write something to it and she said, well, let me hear the chorus, Charles. I played the chorus. She was like, oh, yes. And she started, hey, what about something like this? And ain't got far to start singing, right? And so I'm like, okay, ain't got far to go. I like that. Till we reach the top. And which was true at the time of where we were in our career, where she was in her career. And, and we was doing all doing it together because we were all traveling together, too. She also was with Billy. They had wrote uh, uh, Born, With You on Born Again together. They had done that song together. And we were out touring all over the world doing with them doing that song. Um, so I, I'm like, you know what? Sarita's is the perfect person to write that song with us. And she did. Great song. Yeah, I saw she did some background vocals on the record. Is she on that record? Yes, she's on that record, yes. Yeah. Um, Funkin' on the One, sort yeah. of a, a little bit of a cameo style. Yeah, I was, going, I was, going, I was going for the cameo when I put that, yes. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was snipping. <laughs> She's a 10, another good slower funk jam. She's a 10, you know, I, it's a great record, man. She's a 10. Uh, I didn't realize, I, I liked it, I, I love the song. Uh, it was a good song when uh, we wrote it. The keyboard player came up, Jimmy came up with the concept of that. Benny and those guys, B. White and those guys came up with the vocals. Uh, but uh, we, uh, as of late, I did a concert here in California. Didn't realize, the promoter that hired us for this concert he said, oh, yeah, I just want to give you the list of songs that you need to do on your show. I looked at it. I'm like, man, wait a minute. Don't nobody tell me what songs to play on my show. You know, but I'll listen. <laughs> right? So he comes out. He got this list. And I couldn't be mad at him because he knew songs. I said, well, I can't be mad at this guy. He's naming those old songs. You got to be a fan to know these songs he's naming. Right? And then he goes, man, you got to do She's a 10. 
I'm like, well, we didn't even do She's a 10 back then. I didn't say this to him, but I'm thinking this. She's a 10. She's, uh, we don't do She's a 10. But I could see he was real like, man, you got to do She's a 10. I even said that to him. I said, man, we don't really do She's a 10. I'll, I'll pick the songs. It'll be good. He said, no, you don't hear me. You got to do She's a 10. I said, uh, don't worry about it. The show will be good. So when we get to rehearsal, I say, hey, man, we got to do She's a 10. This guy kind of requested it. And if you request a song, we got to play it. I said, I can't, I can't act like this guy is like, oh, blow him off. I said, we got to learn She's a 10. We went on that show, did She's a 10. The entire crowd knew every word. Wow. I said, okay. When was this? This was uh, last year out here in Anaheim at Funk Fest or something we did. With, uh, I think Cameo was on the show, uh, Barcades, a bunch of people. Wow. And that's, uh, that's yeah, awesome. <laughs> do She's a 10, man. And the whole crowd knew. Went, oh! our song we just did a uh did a club a while back not too long ago around here in la the name of the party was she's a 10 and they hired us to do the party because uh it's the she's a 10 party i said okay i guess i, I missed that you know sometimes we miss our own records you know well, yeah, so I'm running down these track names. Man, you're blowing my mind with this you know, The Closer, Shake It Down, is a real JB. Yes. Uh -huh. Party jam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fun. We had fun doing that. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a little story about that song, too. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think how to go. Uh, Way down. Oh, yeah. Shake it down, shake it down, shake it down, shake it down, baby. Art, Art, uh, our engineer that was uh, the engineer the whole album, that was his idea. He said, now we finally made it to this whole album. We've gotten all these songs approved. He's like, man, let's just blow everybody off and just have some fun, right? And I was like, really? We can do that? Because, you know, I know you kind of, you can do that because, you know, they they look at you, you're the grown guy. We still like children with the company, you know what I mean? We can't just do anything. We, no, he's like, no, we've, we've passed, we've gotten all these songs approved. The album's pretty much done. Let's just have some fun. And we came up with that, shake it down. He said, man, let's just, let's just do it. He's even on it. He's even on it. Uh, I think at the end he says uh, I, I want to make sure I'm, yeah I think at the end he says something is this enough funk for you so, something he says right yeah he was really on one he wanted to and he wanted to finally say something he said man please let me say this line he goes in there and he says something he calls out somebody's name in the group i mean calls out somebody's name in the company uh, that that uh, that approves your music and says no and he goes is this enough funk for you and it's kind of crazy man <laughs> i was like wow okay we had a good time doing that record though that was art's idea that song was yeah, that was a really great one. There was only one more after that, Glasses. Um, and you had another one of your top hits on it, Struck My Thing. Yes. Yeah, how'd that one come together, that track? Um, 
<laughs> it was real easy. Um, drum machines came out. <laughs> drum machines came out. Roger Trotman came out. Yeah, it's got that guitar riff. <laughs> More bounce. And uh, before that album, Roger Trotman went out. Before that album, Ozone was looking for a guitar player. Before that album, Jimmy Stewart, keyboard player, says, well, I grew up with this guy, but nah, we don't want to get him. He kind of crazy. So we were like, well, no, we don't want nobody crazy. So thanks, forget about that, right? I said, well, I met a guy. I was playing at a club somewhere. I said, I met this guy, real cool guy, laid back, play his butt off, seemed like a nice guy, fit the group. He ain't no trip or nothing. Herman Brown, who ended up playing with us, right? And uh, I said, well, let's bring Herman in. Well, more bounce to the ounce. Hits the radio. I come to the Ozone rehearsal, to the Ozone, I come to the Ozone house or home. I actually live there. I come home one day. I said, man, just heard this song, the most ridiculous song I've ever heard, funk on the radio. The hand claps are out of control. I said, man, and the guitar, I'm, man, guitar doesn't bite like that on records, man. What is he doing? How's, and as soon as I finish my rant, Jimmy looks at me and goes, Remember, dude, I said that was crazy to get top player. That was him. That's my boy. I said, man, you mean to tell me we had a chance to put that guy in our group and you said he crazy and we didn't go get him? He's like, man, yeah, that's him. That's my boy. That's Roger. And they all grew up together. And so we missed the opportunity on Roger, but that was our chance to... Uh, do the new sound is what I called it, right? And so we did a drum machine version of Strut My Thing. Turned it in. I cried after that song was finished. The, after the demo was finished, me, I cried because I looked at Jimmy. I said, Jimmy, we finally did it. Strut My Thing I said, when well, we finally wrote a hit that we can say, before we go out, let's see what happens. Let's wonder what Motown's going to think. Right here in this room, we have a hit record. Right? And Jimmy was like, wow, yeah, I think we do. We turn in the, we, we turn in the record, and we were right. Motown. Oh, my God, this is it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. This is it. Hires a producer, Michael Stokes. Michael Stokes comes in to produce the album. Now, this is Michael Stokes' chance with big budget, you know, Ozone's fifth album. So we big budget album now, right? This is his chance to do something special as a producer. The first thing he did that was special is he walks into 
uh, oh, he listens to Strut My Thing. It says, love the song, but we got to get rid of that drum machine. Drum machine's got to go. Hit record, going down the drain. Number one, no, not hit record. Number one record, down the, gone, down, down the tubes. I looked at Jimmy. Jimmy looked at me. We said, and even though the drummer that played it, Derek Oregon, best drummer, one of the top drummers in the world, came in, laid it out, actually played the drum machine beat. He didn't change it. He played the drum machine beat. But you can't make nothing feel like that drum machine, especially when the drum machine was new and it was just starting. You know, that time clock is just the way that, you know, sh- it's different. Where, where, where's that original tape? I have no clue. Best question I've been asked in 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> the best question I've been asked in 35 years, and you know what? I have no answer for that. Uh-huh. I have Ironic. no answer for it. Roger was an amazing guitar player, but I think the, the guitar riff on More Balance, I think, is Bootsy. Huh? I said Roger was an amazing guitar player, but I think the part on More Balance is Bootsy. Ah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I believe that. Yes. So, so too Michael. Many, too many chefs in that kitchen. Yeah, it was too many because, because like, it still obviously made a top 40 song, right? Uh, so th- it was a really a good record. But that drum machine had the, those, that I think it ended up getting up to 32 or 30 something, whatever. That other 30, that drum machine had those other 30 numbers locked in, I'm telling you. <laughs> it would it would have just kept climbing, man. It, it was the best feeling record. It was one of those records. Well, you know how sometimes you put on a thing and just it just feels so good, and it don't even have to be a fast song or a dance record. Sometimes it, it's they they the people write love songs and ballads that have it just feels so good. It just seems like as soon as it starts, you just like, oh, it just oh, you yeah. have to take a break. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this one's got me. It hits that sweet spot, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's what the drum machine version of "Strut My Thing" was a sweet spot. Going back to when you were in Little League, just like hitting that sweet spot of the bat. Yes. Yep, that's right. You know about that too, don't you? <laughs> Nothing feels quite like that, man. Yeah, it sure is. On man. a wood bat, not on a wood bat. Exactly, on the wood bat. Yeah. And you, when you do it, yeah, that's, that's why they don't understand why those guys stand there and look at it. Because they don't understand how good it felt when he finally, because you do a lot of swings to get that one right. And when you get that one right, and it's just like, oh, you could feel that the ball was going to do exactly what it was doing. I want to mention these other tracks on this one, too. So um, title track, which I think you mentioned earlier, but new wave funk type of thing. Yeah, glasses. We were having fun. Um, And trying to support the glasses concept that we had came up with. You don't want my love is uh, sort of a pop rock kind of thing, which was yes. a picture. Um, I can't wait was also kind of a pop R and B ballad. Yeah, 
Yes. Um, Here I Go Again was real kind of a, I thought that was a crisp, funky R&B. That was pretty slick, that one. Yes, yeah, it was, yeah. The good show was good. Yeah, that one's kicking. Um, our hearts will always shine again. You had like rock, uh, actually, rock that one reminded me a little bit of like uh, rock with you, Michael Jackson's kind of vibe on that track. Sort of a um, Rod Which Temp- one? Uh, sort of a Rod Temper, uh, Temper Templeton, yeah, Rod Templeton. Was yeah, it kind of, his, kind of feel. Uh, our hearts will always shine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, big record in Europe, by the way. Huge record in Europe. Amsterdam, uh, Amsterdam, Holland, those places are huge. And London and stuff, uh, uh, our hearts. They say we're on the big disco record, I was told. I, I, a guy just told me that uh, maybe a, a month ago. He said, man, you don't understand how big that record is in, over in, uh, in Europe. You had the Video, video King, which is sort of a trendy... Uh pseudo new wave type of track on there and speaking of king how did you get that nickname um uh i was well it came from the way i play bass uh i i go total package more than just 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 ear wise um I was on the road with DeBarge, the manager, the, uh, the the road manager, Lester Monet. I come off stage one night, and he goes, the king! He's like, <laughs> he just calls me the king. He's like, man, you are the king, man. You just, the way you do it, man, just nobody does it like the king. And I was like, oh, okay, king, okay. He's calling me the king. And he called me, he would he would refuse to call me anything else. I said, well, as long as I'm not calling myself the king, I'll use it. So I actually ended up using it because everybody, guys start calling me King Charles without me calling myself King Charles. So I said, okay, well, I'll use it then. <laughs> and then I needed a name for my business and I needed a name for my studio, and so it, King C became it. And then it started rolling off the tongue of guys to come in. And, hey, King C, what's up? What's you know? So I said, okay, I'll take the role with that. Billy, when, when Billy Preston and R- Little Richard start calling me King C, I said, okay, I'll I'll go with it. Because Richard, Richard's not a big fan of the King word, so he hates it when people calls him that. So why did that end up being Ozone's last Motown record and, and what happened with the group members and what happened with you? It ended up being the final record because that was the final year of, of that Motown and the, that Motown was selling, moving on to bigger and better things or, you know, whatever, it all equaled. I know they were, it was a really sad time. Uh, it wasn't that ozone just got dropped. Everybody was it was they were they were moving on, and that was a big 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 deal. And so it wasn't nothing we could do about the company shutting it down. You know, even though there is a Motown still today, uh, it's still not the Motown we were 
associate it with. The Gordy still is still their thing. And I go to Motown functions all the time. Uh, they have a function coming up here real soon. The Strike Fest, they have it in, in, uh, having it in Detroit. They just did the, uh, the museum thing. Uh, they just had the special come on. So they're still very active. And this is, uh, you know, Mr. Gordy and, 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 and Iris and, and, uh, and the family really keeping it going. So that is. But now the actual Motown record company, the last I remember, Neo was kind of running. He was running things over there at one time. I'm not sure if he's still doing it now. But, it, but the company ended up... Uh, Kind of, you know, dropping out. Now, when, what happened with the group? When Barry sold the company, the group, we kind of was, I was still the young guy, so I'm still him now. That's why I'm still, I'm still jumping, you know, I'm still writing songs and trying to do a thing, right? But those guys were kind of fed up with it at that point. Like music business, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's too much. Kind of want to enjoy life now. All they running on the road and, you know, the drugs and all the stuff. You know, the stuff that was supposed to be fun. It become no not fun anymore. And so guys start wanting to move back to their hometowns and stuff like that. They kind of separated us. Um... Some of us went on to continue playing with Dubai. I played me, uh, myself, Jimmy, uh, the drummer Paul Hines. Uh, we ended up continue on playing with DeBarge. We went and played. We played with L, L and uh, with the family. We did their whole tour with Luther. We did that, and then uh, I ended up playing with Billy for another couple of years uh i i ended up writing uh i mean i ended up uh recording the, the soundtrack for down and out in beverly hills with little richard he did the song great gods and mighty on uh the uh the, on the soundtrack and that i ended the, up uh, that was the uh richard dreyfuss bet miller movie, right? yes yes yeah. and uh that's when i actually met richard i was with billy Preston at the time uh and uh, the rest of the guys were kind of really done with music, you know. Uh, Paul, Paul Hines, and myself, we uh, we we stayed really close. Uh, I do have a story on Paul. I want the world to know. Uh, Paul uh, was in a horrible accident. He was um, he was uh, fixing a flat. He was fixing a flat tire on uh, in Indianapolis on the on the interstate, and uh, drunk driver comes by, hits the car, smashes him into the rail, and he survives this. By the way, he's he's still around right now, but it did mess with his brain. He lost pretty much all of his memory of all of it. This whole interview, he doesn't know any of this anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's really a 
a bad. Now, this funny part is because uh, it is, oh, you know, I'm going to find some humor, is that as hurt as he got, he survived the accident. And out of all the people, he really does know who I am because it really messed up his short, uh, I think his short term memory or something like that. And, uh, and he doesn't remember stuff that he he doesn't remember like he'll call me and and don't even know he called me he'll call me back immediately and then he'll hang up and call me back kind of like a senile person yeah kind of like that right and that's just what he's doing now he's gotten over the years it happened in 2012 he's gotten like 10,000 times better at this point He's just doing. He's doing really good. You know, we talk. We talk a lot. You know, but uh, what I noticed that when he first was coming back from this, uh, when he was first recovering, that he definitely knew who I was, and I there was a lot of trigger words. You know, Motown trigger word, uh, Gwen trigger word, uh, but he didn't know. You know, people had died or that they're not with us anymore. Or, you know, he just, a lot of things, you hardly even know who his kids are, you know. So it's, it's, it's definitely like an Alzheimer's type of situation. They say that music can be helpful in triggering memories a lot of times. Yes. Well, it, it does do that for him. Now, I'm going to tell you a thing. When he was at his worst, he always remembered me. Like I say, he talked to me as if that was never an accident. Out of all everybody he knows, uh, for some, I don't know what that was. We were really close, but I never, I didn't leave his brain. Everybody else did, but I didn't. Even his own kids, but I didn't. I don't know what that is. Um, but he, he, he would... Uh, He would always know when we were doing, like when I do a show, I, we, he would call me the day before or call me after the day after or call me in the dressing room. Hey, man, what are you doing? And I look around at the whole group and I say, man, you won't believe what I'm doing right now. And he'll go, what you talking about, Charlie? You go, well, I say, man, you will not believe what I'm about to do right now. And he'll say, what? I say, man, once again, you call me when we're getting ready to do an ozone thing right now. And he'll be like, really? Who's all there? And I'll tell him, you know, the cast is there. And he'll say, oh, tell Derek I said, hey, and so and so, so and so. And and and, and he and then his memory doesn't make him remember that that just happened, and he'll ask again. So uh, so uh, so what you doing tonight? I said no. Nah, I told you I was playing with ozone, you know. And uh, and uh, you know we we got we got a show tonight. Uh, so who all there? And I say it again and stuff. So y'all go, man. You miss, I know you miss me. I say yeah, man. You know stuff like that, right? And then and but he just always seems to know. When is we getting ready to do something, or it's about to happen right now, or I'll get off the stage and there's a message he just left. Paul called me, so it's amazing how he's so connected, but he's so far away. That's funny and interesting. It reminds me of when you hear about like, like in a, well, 
like a movie like Rain Man, where it's an autistic person that has this amazing other special abilities that other people don't have. You know, mm -hmm. it's like there's so many regions and complex areas of the brain. It's amazing. So, Charles, in um, 2008, I think it was, you came out with a solo record, The Bass King, which yeah. I think is fantastic. So, <laughs> thank you so much. You, know, you should be very proud of that one. It's a great blend of, uh, it's mostly instrumental, but it's a great yeah. blend of funk and jazz. And of course, the bass is in your face. Yes. You know? So, <laughs> that's got to be a labor of love, that one. Yes, it is. It's a very special to me. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it was the first time I recorded a record that wasn't about the record deal, it wasn't about the record company, it wasn't about somebody critiquing my songs. It was just about I own my own studio and I can just have as much fun as I want. And I can just, I can do it on my own time and 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 do it how I want to do it. I can sound like Stanley Clark, or I can sound like Nathan Neese, or I can sound like Marcus Miller, or I can not sound like none of them and just do me, right? So it was a real fun, fun record to do. Uh, but that was the one opportunity that uh, I took to finally do something myself. Uh, I was actually more, I was influenced, influenced to do that record by Paul, the guy I just got to talking about that was in the car accident. He's the one that really pushed me. Man, you should do, you know, come on, man. Stanley and all them dudes is doing records, man. You should do one. You should, I, 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 I'll help you push it. You know, he, and he did. He helped me get concerts and all of that stuff. Uh, uh, but he was really, he was really on me. He said, you should do this. You should do this. So I decided to do it. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I didn't have a plan. I just said, I'm going to do a record. So I started putting tracks together. Uh, I pretty much played all the instruments of, of everything. Uh, I have a few songs that I wanted virtual, so stuff to happen. So I called in the cats that I knew was going to give me, you know, the hookup. Uh, but other than that, most of that record is all me. Wow. But congratulations on that one. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and make sure you go out and get that. That is The Bass King. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I went and got, ended up putting that on a record label. Uh, I don't know if the version that you have is a Kaching record version, because, uh, uh, no, I, yeah, because uh, yeah. it says Kaching records. Yeah. Yeah, because I ended up putting it out. Uh, I, I got I ended up with a deal with a company. Uh, uh, I can't even, what's the name of the company? Uh, they better hope I can't think of their name. <laughs> uh, 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 shoot, good thing I can't right now. Uh, <laughs> they just got lucky, so I'm going to skip that all together. There you but go. Anyway, go out and get that record. It's available on... Uh, uh, iTunes, I think you can get it uh, you know, everywhere. Or if you just want, just listen to it. That's probably on YouTube or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely it's truth and rhythm approved. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? And it does real good in the car when you're riding and you're just like on the traveling and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I got this one song called Cruising. Oh, my God, man. You put on Cruising and just... It, it's just one of those put me in repeat. 
I had a guy, one of my friends, call me one day, and he said, "Man, do you hear the? Would you hear what's in the background?" I said, "No, I can't really tell." And then I said, "Wait a minute, is that?" He said, "Yep, it's what you think it is." He said, "Man, I'm on my way to Texas, and this thing has been playing since Arizona." He said, "I'm not changing it." I said, "Okay, there you go. Nice." <laughs> So at the uh, outset, we mentioned the new record, uh, Return of the Jammy. Return and, uh, of the Jammy, baby. Yeah, you can get that now as a download, too, on Amazon. Yes. But, um, man, it's unexpectedly strong, you know? I mean, like you said. <laughs> well, thank you. It, it's authentic, you know? It's yes. like, that's what you want from yes. the classic funk bands, is you want them to tap into what they had and have some of that sound but make it sound real and authentic, not forced and contrived yes. or trying to be too like trendy now. Yep. Now, because it's, it, it's like, a, it's not, um, organic that way. Right. Exactly. You know, I love so, that. but this entire record, I mean, is it's funky. <laughs> and we had a ball doing that record too. Yes, we did. Uh, you know, I, uh, I've added some new pieces into the group because, you know, a lot of the guys didn't want to do it again. Uh, a lot of the, a few of the guys like Jimmy keyboard player and, uh, 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 T Thomas, the trumpet player, you know, they, uh, they, uh, they play with me. Like when like if I'm, I'm in the area somewhere, they'll come and be on the shows. Cause I've always. I've always told all of the guys that, you know, no matter who I have in the group, if at any time you want to come play, you just want to come have some fun, you want to get out the house, you want to just get on the road and get away for a week, just let me know. I got you, you know. And so, I, you know, any of those guys can feel free to play with me at any time. But I did go out and get a solid bunch of people to, to actually, you know, form a, the newest version of, my, of the Ozone Movement. And uh, I went out and got uh, one of the Funkadelic, one of Parliament, original, original, go back, original dudes. I got Rodney Trotter. Uh, Rodney Trotter used to be the original Sir Nose with the, with the uh, uh, Parliament. And uh, 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 he, should, he still has the nose and everything. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I did. I, I remember one night we were doing the show and... Uh, he comes out and, and, and he's coming out and he's got the nose on. I'm like, this is what he has on that nose. I said, wow, he still has that thing. <clears throat> but um, he doesn't really do that anymore because now he's so embedded in the ozone thing. He don't want to confuse the two. I'm not trying to mix the parliament thing. But when he first started, he wanted to really kind of say who he, he was letting me know who he was really more than anybody, right? He push, punches that nose on. But Rodney, uh, Rodney Trotter is uh, my lead singer right now. He's doing all that great lead singing on that stuff. And uh, uh, Rodney's a bad boy, man. On the concerts, man. Uh, the, one of the best front men I've ever been on stage with, man. He's oh, he's fun. He, he was a crowd pleaser. He works the crowd. The girls love him. Uh, it's, just, it's fun. So I, I, I love working with him. Uh, and, and then my drummer is uh, Derek Oregon. Derek is actually the drummer that 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 I 
I love more than any drummer you have ever want to love. I've been playing with Derek since I was about 19 years old. I met Derek and he was a couple of years younger than me and and one of the hot guys. And Derek has played uh, with New Edition and uh, uh, Bobby Brown and uh, he, he was on the Michael Jackson album. Uh, he was Janet Jackson's uh, Black Cat Cat black cat tour drummer and uh and all the musicians y'all all know who Derek Derek Oregon is so I just say his name I got Derek Oregon playing behind me so you know that means lookout right <laughs> uh, and then I got Rodney Thomas playing keyboards Rodney's a younger guy one of the younger guys coming up uh, uh Rodney's uh Played with LL Cool J. He was a uh, like I think a musical director for him back in when he was uh, doing uh, "Mama Gonna Knock You Out" and stuff like that. So uh, Cool J's early part of his career. And then uh, I have a uh, uh, my guitarist right now is uh, his name is uh, Ewan Ewan Williams. And Ewan is it's uh, I love Ewan. He's a monster. Uh, he's a, I thought he, think he taught at MIT. Stuff like that. He's a monster guitar player. So I got some really monster cats playing with me right now. We've got a really tight organization because, you know, I'm still going under the Ozone thing. And uh, Ozone was one thing you always say about Ozone. You never heard Ozone ever sound bad. Never sound like it wasn't tight. So that's just something that has to be, if we, you know, if you're on stage with me. It has to be good. It has to be tight. And it has to be fun. And so uh, that's what all the all the members, that's the new guys and stuff like that that we have in the group. Are you playing any of these new uh, new cuts or or only the old ones? Yes, we play uh, "Gonna Miss My Love." Uh, we actually just just because you know the record just came out. Uh, we just played it for the first time. It was a tester. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because we did a tester on the last show we did. Uh, we did a show in San Bernardino, California at the uh, Orange Show. It was us and Das Band and and uh, uh, Milo, uh, no, uh, yeah, Milo and some other people. Uh, uh, Timex Social Club, and just fun, fun show. Uh, but we did, we did. Hey, let's try it. Let's you know, let's try it. See what happens. And man, it went over so good. Because, you know, it's really hard, especially, and we do an old school show. It's not really, you know, people, those old school shows are really harsh when you try to slip that new one in on them. You know what I mean? I didn't come here for this shit. What is this garbage? You know what I mean? So It's got to be kicking, yeah. yeah so it's, hey, it has to be right if you're going to try it, right? Because I've seen, I've seen some, I've been on some stages with some groups that tried it and, People kind of like, okay, come on now, let's go. Where's my song? Right, let's get out of it. But that didn't happen. By by the second chorus, they were singing it with him. Nice. And they were singing by second chorus, second time around. Girls were singing it with him, looking him in his eyes, and they were singing it with him. I said, okay, we got something. So, uh, uh, so the response was really good. We will continue to get better on that song. That was the worst version that we will ever play of it, <laughs> and it went and it went over. So, <laughs> how how, how can that, people best, that. Charles? How can people best keep up with you know what you guys are doing? The latest news. Uh, yes, uh, uh, my IG, 
my uh, personal IG is Glenn, G L E N N ten fifty. Yeah, Glenn ten fifty eight. Right, that's uh, my Instagram. You can you can keep up with me. Ozone Instagram is Ozone Funk Band, all one word. Ozone Funk Band. Facebook Ozone Funk Band. You can you can go to Ozone Funk Band. Everything's Ozone Funk Band. Uh, and also Charles Glenn on Facebook. You can you can catch me there. And uh, Virtual Soul Music Distribution is who's distributing our record and they got a whole thing on us and you know you can see stuff and you know it's pitching the group and and it's a great thing and we're on parliament records so if you're ever trying to find out where to find us you can find us on parliament records or you can just like i said hit the ig hit glenn 1058 or you can hit Parliament Records, Virtuoso Music, you should be able to contact us. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm going to hit and you with there's one. more fun coming, by the way. Oh, that's what we love to hear. Yes. Got to keep bringing it, man. Oh, yeah. I can, I got I some, can, I can I got tell some you got some more fuck in there, man. I can tell. Huh? Oh, yeah. I can tell oh, you got some more. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just trying to get it to him. And I, I want to get it to him right, too. I do want to get it to him right. Well, it's been great talking to you, great reminiscing and going back and getting the Ozone story. And I'm so, so glad it's continuing to be told and to, to evolve and that's still going. Yes, so. and you're a beautiful person for keeping it going for all of us, not just Ozone, but for everybody. I've been watching uh, all of your uh all your interviews and dude you you you're getting everybody you're not missing anybody and that's really good all these guys could use that too because Perfect. uh uh we, we, you know we we really did work hard and put a lot of music out there and it's a lot of enjoyable music that's still being enjoyed today and there's not many coming up today that can play it that way so yeah yeah no the real deal <laughs> I love it. That's, that's, that's a beautiful thing, too, which helps us when I do the new albums like what we're doing now. Yep. We'll take great care, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you very much. And, hey, Ozone, y'all. Let's, 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 uh, we're not going nowhere. Support the new record, Return of the Jam Eye. And if that if the jam eye, if that eye starts to mess you up, get rid of that eye. Type in return of the jam, and it still gets you there. Ozone, return of the jam eye. That's because we're from outer space. Hey, you know, we also did a show. We're doing shows where, you know, if you go to Ozone show, you might catch the right one. We land a spaceship on spaceship lands on the stage, <laughs> and we come out of it. So... Well, they always say, save the ozone. That's right. Save this ozone, too. Save this ozone. That's <laughs> right. There you go. That's a good one. I'm going to use that one. I like that, Scott. That's a good one. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Love you, America. And thank you, Scott, man. What you're doing is beautiful, man. Don't stop. Thanks for keep the funk alive, man. It's, it's very important. Hey, back at Truth and Rhythm headquarters. Thank you for joining us on another magical ride with Truth and Rhythm. Whether you're watching or listening, as always, thank you so much for your continued interest and support. Be sure to subscribe. Go to YouTube, 
go to the Funk and Stuff channel. That's where Truth and Rhythm lives and breathes and thrives. Also, goodies here like TIR Quick Takes. And if you subscribe, you know what? You get the show before anyone else. It's free. If you love jazz, funk, R&B, soul, you can't miss it. Pass it along. Tell a friend. Tell family. This audience is growing, and it is a beautiful thing, all coming together for the love of this great music. Also, if you can throw us a buck or two, we could use the support financially, keeping the lights on, keeping the servers going, all these expenses. If you can help support the program, whatever you can give, much appreciated. Go to the funkinstuff.net website, and on the right-hand side of every page, you just click and you can donate through PayPal, credit card, whatever. Very easy to do and so much appreciated. And if you do a sizable donation, I will mention you on the program. Also, drop me a line. Email me at scottg at funkinstuff.net. Let me know who else you'd like to see on the show, what you enjoy about the music. Let's just kibitz and uh, talk about stuff, you know, talk music. You'll find that I respond very quickly, and I much enjoy the uh, rapport and the camaraderie and the interaction. Always remember, this is your show, The True Music Lover. So for now, that's all the time we have for this one. It's a wrap. As always, Scott Dr. GX Goldfine saying, keep on vibrating to the rhythm of the one.